This is the Passive Real Estate Podcast, the premier podcast for passive real estate investors. Matt Jones interviews experienced passive investors who share their industry secrets and active investors who show you different ways to invest passively. Hello, and welcome back to the Passive Real Estate Podcast. I'm Matt Jones, and today I'm going to talk about the nine top scams to watch out for within real estate syndication. So these are from their perspective as a passive investor. You know, it's really essential to be aware of some of these common scams and the fraudulent practices that can occur. So I'm just going to go through these. Uh, you know, this is not like a, a totally comprehensive list where it's every single thing that can possibly go wrong regarding uh, scamming type of situations. But uh, OK, here it is. So number one is the big one, Ponzi schemes. <clears throat> so in a Ponzi scheme, essentially uh, a syndicator would use funds from new investors to pay returns to earlier investors, creating an illusion of profit. So eventually the scheme collapses, uh, collapses when a new investor funds are insufficient to sustain the payouts or when somebody catches wind of like what's going on. So Ponzi schemes really rely on recruiting new investors to keep the scheme afloat. So it kind of builds up and builds up until eventually the house of cards comes tumbling down. And number two is wire fraud. And this I've seen, uh, actually, I know of uh, specific syndicators that this has happened to. Now, this is not, um, you know, a syndicator's fault per se. It it's, happens when scammers like outside the syndication, you know, find out like who the investors are within uh, an upcoming deal and then uh, and their contact information as well. And then we'll separately send them emails or text messages or some kind of communication that says, hey, our um, you know information for wiring the funds to for this deal has changed. And so instead of doing what you, we planned on previously, here are the new you know accounts uh, to wire your money to. And so investors fall victim to this because then they wire their money. They think like, oh, this is you know coming from the you know person in charge of the syndication. So uh, of course I need to send the money to this new account. And then poof, the money is gone because it goes to the scammer account. And then the syndication sponsor themselves are like, hey, where, where's the money? You were supposed to wire it to me, and it turns out no, uh, you know this was changed. So um, you got to really watch out for these emails that look like they might come from the syndication sponsor, but uh, perhaps aren't, you know, these are things like, uh, you know, the Nigerian Prince uh, scam that happens quite frequently. So if you ever get an email with a change of plans for wiring the money, call that syndication sponsor to in inquire like, hey, what's going on? Is this real? Is this you? And whatnot. All right. Number three is a like a misrepresentation of information. So some scammers might provide some false or uh, misleading information about an investment opportunity. So this can include stuff like inflating the property values or exaggerating the potential returns, uh, you know, underrepresenting the risks or, or just hiding critical information that would impact an investor's decision about whether or not to invest into a deal. And, uh, you know, th this is really something that is, that's done on purpose. Uh, and with uh, mal, you know, you know, malfeasance, it, you know, so if you are really worried that maybe it's a, a deal is too good to be true, then it might be, you might need to get a second opinion about it. 
All right, number four is unregistered securities. And this is a pretty common one, actually, because some syndicators might fail to comply with the SEC and the securities regulations by offering unregistered uh, securities to investor, you know, because they're not meeting the requirements for um for an exemption from registration. So they're not following the paperwork. They're not following all the rules and regulations by the SEC. And uh, I, I think the most common form of this is when a syndicator sets up the structure of a deal as a joint venture, which is a lot cheaper to do than a syndication. And uh, But then they have passive investors into the deal. And because they have passive investors, that makes it a securities and not applicable for a joint venture. So uh, this can really expose investors to financial and legal risks as they might lack the proper necessary protections provided by security laws. Okay, number five is sort of an insider dealer or kind of self-dealing kind of thing that some syndicators might engage in by favoring their own interests over that of their investors. So they might uh, acquire properties at inflated prices from related entities or charge excess fees for the management or acquisition uh, or the disposition of the property. Or they might engage in undisclosed related party transactions that benefit the syndication sponsor at the expense of the investors. And so what I mean by this is the uh, syndication sponsor might have their own uh, contractor firm or a a, construction firm or, or a property management company where they're giving like cushy, great deals to their, um, you know, companies, and they're making a bunch of money off of that way, instead of it really going to the investors themselves. Okay, number six is a promissory note fraud. So some scammers might issue promissory notes that are like, a you know, promised fixed returns, or high interest rates secured by real estate. And these notes can be presented as a safer alternative to uh, traditional investments. However, the scammers might misuse the funds or engage in illegal activities or just defraud the promised payments altogether. Number seven is a phantom project. So this might happen when a, a scammer might claim to have a real estate development project or properties that don't actually exist. So they might create fabricated documents provide false progress updates, or use misleading marketing materials to entice investors into investing in non-existing properties or or projects. So (laughs) you definitely got to watch out uh, for that. Uh, So uh, anyway, number eight is uh, one also seriously common. Oh my gosh, I see this happening all the time. Unqualified syndicators. Uh, This is where there's, uh, you know, inexperienced or really just unqualified people that may present themselves as experts in real estate investing, despite lacking the necessary knowledge or experience or track record. And so investing with these inexperienced syndicators really increases your uh, risk uh, of them potentially mismanaging or making poor decisions or just running a deal to the ground. You know, I I often say on this podcast that it's not so much the deal itself. What matters more is the person in charge or people in charge. Because a good syndicator can make a mediocre deal work out, but a, a bad syndicator, you know, whether they're dishonest or just they don't know what the heck they're doing, they can take the best deal and run it into the ground. All right, number nine would be pressure tactics 
or like having some urgency of like where like you got to invest now. So scammers might use high pressure sales tactics to create a sense of urgency, pushing you as the investor to make a quick decision without conducting your proper due diligence and, and decision making about the deal itself. And so they might employ aggressive marketing techniques and emphasize, you know, time limited opportunities to pressure investors into investing without adequate uh, consideration. Now, of course, uh, you know, some good deals with good syndicators, they might be honest with you and say like, hey, this deal is going to fill up. You decide if it's right for you, but I, I do expect it to fill up pretty quickly. Uh, you know, that's that's fine, you know, if they're being honest about that. But if they're like, hey, you got to invest right now, it's closing and and uh, you're, you're not going to get uh, your returns that you want, um, you know, and you're just being really super aggressive with it. That's a major red flag in my book. So to protect yourself from these scams, you really got to conduct thorough due diligence, verify the credentials and the track record of the syndicator or syndicator and seek professional advice from your attorneys, your, your CPAs, all that kind of stuff, and ensure uh, compliance with securities and uh, laws and regulations. So you got to remember that investment opportunity, when it seems too good to be true or you know raises your suspicions and red flags, it's crucial that you trust your gut, trust your inst instincts, and proceed with caution. All right, so next episode, I'm going to be going over some of the main things that you can do to protect yourself from some of these scams. Uh, so that's a really good episode. And I look forward to seeing you next time and have a great rest of your day. Subscribe to this podcast to stay updated on new episodes. Leave a review to let us know that you enjoy the content. There are tons of ways to invest in real estate that you can explore by reading Matt Jones's book called Book About Real Estate. It summarizes many top real estate books all in one. Find it on Amazon, Audible, iTunes, Google Play, or barnesandnoble.com. If you want to learn more about passive real estate investing, go to hawkwingcapital.com.